Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the best darn hockey podcast on the planet. It's the Dan K Show presents. And in order to get this thing kicked off, as always, I have to present the man who presents the show, the man behind the myth, but also somehow confusingly, the myth behind the legend. It's the man himself. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Lucas, I love the intro, man. And, and talk about nonstop working, right? I'm on the road right now. Hour number 11, driving back from the home of our guest today right now, at least his new home behind the bench. Coach Simmons here of the, the Florida Junior Blades. We got the team coming back. We're on the up and come here. And, and Coach Rod, I, I got to introduce you in. How's it going right now? You got to have a lot going on. Oh, great, guys. Yeah, a lot of things going on. Uh, um, we've got uh, camp starting up here in a couple weeks, getting a look at uh, some first look at some new kids, um, some organizational stuff from uh, a director of hockey standpoint. So definitely things are coming in hot quick. Oh, and it's going to be big time, folks. We, we look at it right now and you look at the state of Florida. I mean, I'll tell you how much I love the state of Florida and the state of Florida hockey. I was just down there looking at real estate this weekend, man. I'm ready to move in. I'm ready to start bouncing around calling games down there in Florida. But it's uh, it's definitely it's it's definitely a, a market that's uh, that's growing. Um, yep. You know, logistically, uh, player wise, uh, guys coming down from the north and loving it. It's uh, myself being from upstate New York, you know, and moving down here about a year ago. Uh, it's definitely something that we uh, we're enjoying. That's for sure. And I mean, you gotta imagine it's it's a pretty easy sell. I mean, as a Jersey guy, it's an easy sell to get me into the climate of Florida. You know, you <laughs> you get you get south down there. You get to a certain level. It's eighty degrees. You're golfing all year around. And like, we start there, Coach. I mean, this is the free skate where we 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 talk about the fun stuff. We kind of we kind of get things loosened up. Before we get to the Q and A, we get to the real juicy goose, the real the real details of it all. Uh, right now, I want to talk about the idea of you're recruiting players, you're going through that process, you've got camps coming up, you're trying to put together that roster for the player at home. I know we've talked about it ad nauseum, but just talk about the opportunity to come from around the country, around the world, and get to play hockey in the state of Florida. Where guess what? When you're done on the rink, you get to walk out in shorts, maybe go hit the links. You got some extra time outside then some of these colder climates. Can you talk about that for a player and that experience they're playing in Florida? Yeah, absolutely. We can talk about the players, but the coaching staff loves that too. Uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's one of those things where you get out of practice, you got shorts on. If you want to go to the beach or you want to go play nine or 18 holes, whatever you have time for, it's certainly, uh, it kind of winds the day down um, or starts the day off. Depends on how, how you look at it and what time you get up. But it's uh, sun at seven, sun at uh, eight o'clock at night, and it's it's generally eighty degrees, seventy degrees, depending on the time of year. And uh, it's certainly a different atmosphere, especially for me. You know, coming from a place where sometimes you're shoveling, it's snowing on Mother's Day. Uh, but for a young person to be able to come down here and and continue his hockey career and and be able to walk out of a rink and see the sun the way it is, it's definitely a plus. That's for sure. I'll tell you what, I, I left the Northeast right before that Nor'easter hit. They were getting snow and stuff up there in Connecticut and Massachusetts. I went the right direction. I was in the right place at the right time there. And, Coach, we, we talk about the growth in this Florida division. You see the Palm Beach typhoon coming in. I mean, the Flanagan family, that, that Cyclones organization, they were so sold on the state of Florida and the state of hockey in Florida that, that they're launching an organization down there you'll be competing with this year. 
Can you just talk about kind of you're starting to get your, your head wrapped around this division against the opponents. Uh, you're, you're wrapping your head around kind of recruiting down there in Florida. What are your thoughts about this Florida division and, and what you have ahead of you this season playing 40 plus games down there? Well, I think it's, you know, uh, with, 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 you know, Joe Flanagan, those guys coming in, I, I've known them for quite a while. When I coached at uh, Lake Placid National Sports Academy, I had an opportunity to coach the daughters. Um, so um, great to look forward to the Cyclones, a very, very well-run program. Um, and then being able to feed that into Palm Beach and the typhoons and everything else that's going on there. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be very exciting with the, with the teams that we have down here in place. Um, and, uh, you know, another one more team in the market wouldn't be bad either. eh? Yes, exactly right. I mean, it's, it's more competition and with more competition becomes more growth. It becomes, you know, more opportunity for player development. And that's what we love to see down there. And, and coach, you talk, we talk about this Florida junior blades organization. This is an organization that, you know, just a few years back was seeing 20 plus game winning streaks. This is an organization that's synonymous with, with winning. And I know you come in here now and, and there's a lot on your plate as a first year coach. It, it's everybody wants to win right away, but you, you, you got to build the meal first, right? You need to get the ingredients before you can cook the dinner. I, what what are your thoughts on year one here? I mean, what is success for you behind the bench for the Florida Junior Blades uh, and this squad? Well, I think I think one of the, the key things, and you know, in my in my thirty two years, I've never you know been able to just take that that team that was the first place team. It was always a project for me. Um, so we look at this going forward as first of all, forming consistency, consistency in everything that we do, organization in everything that we do. Uh, talking about the, the word development again, um, making sure that we're utilizing both of our teams to get the best out, being able to use one possibly as a feeder to feed the other, uh, and, and being able to have an end game. And the end game is being able to find inroads, whether it's NCAA or ACHA, whatever an athlete, you know, student athlete, we can help prepare him for that. that that's all part of it, but uh, definitely consistency consistency on the bench, um, consistency coaching and within the organization and game day operations, just uh, making sure the protocols are in place. So the young guys coming in are organized. They know what to expect. They know what's going to happen. Therefore, the learning should be a little easier. Yeah. And, and coach, I mean, we always love to kind of find out what type of guy a coach is looking for, right? Like how, how do you build that squad? How do you find that right it's, it's not just about the, the play on the ice, but, but the guy off the ice, the guy in the bench, the guy in the locker room, it's finding the right personality to the gels as well. I mean, you got camp coming up for a, for a guy that's heading down to Florida or maybe some of that local Florida talent that'll be on the rink trying out and playing in front of your squad there and your coaching staff. What are you looking for? I mean, what, what's, the, what's the key for a player to be your type athlete? Well, I think, first of all, you know, character's key. You know, I always say, you know, I want 25 guys with character, not 25 characters. Um, so, you know, we take a look at that. We will go through two interview processes uh, camp uh, weekend as well as taking a look at them on the ice. So we get to know them a little bit on and off the ice. Uh, I've, got, I've done the due diligence and talking to some of their past coaches to, uh, to see what they're like off the ice. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, Dan, we're, we're teaching life skills here. And, uh, you know, we, we've got to be able to prepare them for society, good young people for society. And uh, what they do off the ice 
because as you know, if the locker room is not light, right, it'll never be right on the ice. And that's the thing. I mean, we always, we always remind guys, I mean, it, it's more hockey's more than just the 60 minutes spent on the ice, man. You, you have to be good 24 seven. And yet we talked to, we talked to guys like Ryan Crothers. I mean, recently we talked with Christoph Oliwa, Stanley cup winner. Like they talk about the idea that like one of the first things is waking up and making your bed. Like a winning attitude starts before you ever get to a rink. A winning attitude starts before you ever get to the gym. A winning attitude is, it, it's a 24-7 thing, and it's about commitment. And, and, Coach, I'm excited to see what you guys are going to build, and I'm even more excited. I mean, Dan K is behind the wheel right now, Lucas. He's hands-free, though. He is safe. But I, I can't take all the questions away from Mr. Q&A, Mr. Intelligence, Mr. Mr. Smart Guy, as we call him here on the Dan K Show. Lucas, the Q&A, take it away. What if you could naturally improve your sleep and fight snoring just by drinking water? Introducing Remastered Sleep, the first water bottle designed to fight snoring and provide a natural way to better sleep. This is not just an advertisement. This is a personal recommendation. I was part of the study trial and began to feel the benefits in just a few weeks. I continue to use Remastered Sleep to help me get restful sleep even on long road trips. Head to RemasteredSleep.com to find out more information and use the code DANKSHOW10 to get 10% off your purchase. Remastered Sleep, aspiring to make healthy easy. Well, coach, we're going to, we're going to start off with a little bit of an introduction. Um, tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself, your coaching career, just your, uh, about your time on the ice and what led you to the Florida junior blades. Well, guys, it's been a long road. Uh, you know, I've had a few cups of coffee in a few different places, so to speak, um, <laughs> uh, in my 30, 30 plus years of coaching, uh, I guess I started out uh, back in my law enforcement days uh, trying to help kids to fall on the right side of the fence instead of the wrong. And I think that's what ultimately got me started with that. Now, whether it was football, whether it's hockey, um, I think success being interested in the young person um, is what kind of drove and, and kind of got the train going in this direction. Um, and then at that point, just uh, I spent a lot of time coaching juniors in Canada uh, coached some prep school here, a little bit of NCAA was over in Europe for a bit, just short times and just completely trying to develop what my thoughts as being a coach and philosophies and theories were, um, which has kind of guided me throughout my career, whether it was owning the junior team, um, you know, in new England, uh, to, to just trying to, to make sure that ultimately, you know, I was a good life coach, um, so I think that's what really, really got me through these 30 plus years. And uh, when I left Bridgeton Academy, you know, we, we had a situation where, you know, we had a, a, a post-grad school where we were developing guys that needed that, that one extra year. So, you know, it gave me that time to work with them and actually coming down here to the blades, you know, I, I've, I've known Mr. Kinnear for quite a while and we've had conversations uh, in a, in a couple dinners over how this would all work out maybe a couple of years ago. And then ultimately, uh, making the choice for, you know, my wife and I to move down here last year. And, and, uh, Mr. Kinnear got back a hold of me and said, Hey, you know, we kind of need a general on the ground and, uh, wondering if you come in here and, and help, you know, sustain and build what we have. And, uh, you know, as much as, as we just talked about how important it is off the ice. Uh, making sure everything off the ice is set. So 
the athletes when they come in have less to worry about. So I think uh, communication and putting those things first is uh, a big part of, of where we are at this point. You know, communicating with the athletes, communicating with moms and dads, letting them know what we're about, let them know what to expect, and then following through. And that's kind of what, what my career as a coach been is, is basically trying to help young people. And that's, that's what it's about. I mean, and then that's what we, we champion here at the, at the Dan K show is, is putting the player first. And, and I think your, your record speaks to, to that mentality, to that mentality of making sure that the players are the ones getting the full brunt of the benefits of what is going on both on and off the ice. Um, and I, I wanted to kind of ask you a question because of how rich your history in the game of development has been. Um, has there been anything or, or any mentality or aspect of developing the player that you've seen that's really stood out to you? Has there been something where you said, oh, I've seen a bunch of successful players do A, B, C, either on or off the ice? Well, I think ultimately, you know, we, we touched on it briefly and, you know, adversity builds character and, you know, you get some guys that have been through some things that, that, that are tough. And, and I can think back to, you know, throughout the years of the guys that we've helped move on, um, whether it's college or pro or whatever, you know, I think that adversity is the thing that, that drives me to continually to help young people because, as they go away, as they, as they mature and they leave juniors and, and they have, we bridge that gap. I think there's kids that struggle with a lot of things, whether it's their academics or, you know, life, life struggles. And I think it's important as coaches for us to be able to help them get through that. And, and, and when I see them be able to buy in and, and it's key for an athlete today is believing in what you're doing, buying into that. And I think through training um, the things that you do mentally off the ice helps you prepare uh, for on the ice. And, and I think, you know, you know, the old saying, you know, fair, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And, and I think I see young athletes today thinking a little bit more about the mental aspect of the game. And, and I think that's a direction to feed that into the physical side of the game, but ultimately it's, you know, it's the toolbox, so to speak, right guys, we, we got to have uh we got to have that mental aspect of the game. And I see young people today working on that. And I think we as coaches keep delivering that message. And I think that's a key thing to some of their success and in, in, into starting the training. Yeah, there, there definitely have been some interesting shifts, uh, you know, in, in the game, especially in recent years. Now with, with your tenure in the game, uh, you've, I'm sure you have been, well, not, I'm sure you have on, have seen firsthand those shifts, those changes in the game. Has there been anything that surprised you of the shifts that you've seen or anything that stood out to you? Um, I mean, obviously guys, we've had some rule changes, which speed the game up. Mm -hmm. You know, there used to be a time when, you know, your, 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 your guys are a little smaller, had all the speed, but you're, you're seeing six foot four guys with just as much speed today. You know, so, you know, we've got some rule changes that are in place and, I think some of those changes are basically the speed of the game. You know, it's as we develop our X's and O's around the team that we have every year, you know, it's, it's about the Jimmy and the Joe's. So as, as we look at that, um, that situation, I think the speed, just the speed 
is, is really transition. Um, you've got to be ready for that transition. And I, and I think from offense to defense, what, whatever it may be, Luke, I think it's, I think it's a transition, the speed of the game. It's really, really been uh, quite a bounce. Now shifting over to some Florida Juju blades uh, discussions. Have you, have you, have you had a chance to, to really lay out a vision uh, for this team? I know it's, it's always a little interesting coming in, you know, like I said, we've had had coaches who, who have an opportunity to, to build a team from scratch or who's starting a new program, especially at the NCAA level. Um, but you're, you're coming in with a little bit of a different situation, right? You, you've got a program, you've got some players um, who are coming back. What's that experience been like? And, and what are some things you might be able to tell us about this Florida Junior Blades team you're putting together? Well, I think ultimately uh, the guys that we have returning um, I think are going to be part of the key nucleus in the core. What, what we don't want to do is, you know, we, we want to get our team in, in that nucleus set as early as possible. Um, you know, we don't want to be per se parachuting guys in and out all year. So we're relying on the guys that are coming back to form that nucleus. And then we're going to build um, from our connections um, all over that nucleus and team building on and off the ice. So what we're setting in place now as, as we enter into that first camp at the end of the, um, April 30th to May 2nd is those right guys, right? Those guys that are going to fit in around the guys that are coming back and how we can build depth, um, depth in, in, in all of our lines and offense and defense and in the net working from the net out. So I think, you know, the fact that we do have a form of a nucleus there gives in, in which I've been in, in conversation with all these guys and I've talked to all of them about the game, about what type of player they are, what I've seen on film and how to build around them. So it, it's, it's interesting, but it's, it's definitely enjoyable because we have the puzzle pieces. We just got to figure out how they're all going to fit. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting to be able to, you know, to be able to get a little bit of that insight because you do have some returners, you know, we, we watched this team last year and, and we were impressed by a lot of the, a lot of the aspects of the game. So to, to be able to have that, like you say, that nucleus really contributes to a, a really strong, really strong culture. Um, and that's, that's one more thing I wanted to ask you about before I turn it over to Dan, maybe for a, a question or two here is, the culture of any team we know is important. Um, and it, I, I think this maybe gets a, I like this question because it gets a couple of different answers. Everyone seems to have a little bit of a different perspective on it. And I, I'm interested in, in how you view the role of a, of a coach in creating a team culture, especially maybe in a situation where you are coming into a team, but mostly overall, what role do you feel a coach has in building team culture? Well, I think it starts off with accountability. Um, not just for the coaches, but for the athlete as well. Uh, as we, you know, all these guys aspire to, to, to go on to, you know, some form of a higher brand of hockey. And, you know, accountability uh, is going to play into a lot of that because as, as everybody knows, rosters get filled quick at, at the higher levels. And, and we have to make sure that, you know, our guys are prepared for that next step. So I think the culture for accountability, um, for them understanding what a game protocol looks like, what practice protocol is going to look like. And I think that all comes through communication. You build that culture through communication. You, you, you have that, that level of conversation 
as a mature young person and what it's going to take for them to get to the next level. And then you have to make sure and hold them accountable to the things that they're doing, whether it's mentally or, or nutrition or exercise or, or behavior, um, you know, discipline, you know, certainly uh, that's a key, key factor, especially in that next step. But building that culture, look, I think is, is, is all about communication and accountability. Now, coach, I mean, you guys come in, we've talked about it before. This is a team where it, when you, when you take on the reins of a new roster, you know, you're always, you talk about building the culture, building that identity. I mean, when we pop on hockey TV and it's puck drop of game one, what type, I mean, every team's got that, that, that vibe, every team's got that, that identity. I mean, what is the perfect world identity of your side? Is it, are you a hard nosed D guy? Are you a guy who's going to, who's come out out here and you're going to be Mike Stanaway with the aviators going to be, the, it's going to be the greatest show on turf. Is, is this, a, is this a group here where you're going to have a little bit of balance? What, what is your, uh, what's your mantra here when it gets to finally game one and these boys take the ice? And I know Coach Stanaway, so hats off to Coach Stanaway as well there. You know, uh, actually, I just talked to him two days ago on the phone, so uh, we go back a bit. But uh, I think it's depth. If I can give you one word, it's depth. It's, it's whether from the top to the bottom, um, we use all of our personnel. And so depth is going to be the key to me. You're going to see, you know, a team from, from offense to defense to the pipes that, that basically creates depth so that you're not seeing too much change, no difference what line is on the ice, we want to try to have depth. I love that. And you look at, I mean, you look at a Charlotte Rush team, they just won at both levels because of that word. I mean, depth was the word for them. It was four lines and, and it, you know, as they say, four lines banging, man, every day. They, you, there was no layoff. You didn't know the difference between four and one. And the, the way you win a championship in this league, when, when you finally get the Nationals, when you go to the, the playoffs down there in Florida, you're playing a lot of hockey in a short amount of time, and you can't just have top line. That top line guy is going to tire out if you're skating him 30 minutes a game, and, and, it, and it's so important. I mean, I mean, Coach, it's going to be a crazy question. Do you guys have your sights set on nationals? Is that, is, that a, is that a huge lofty goal here in year one, or is that something that's a, a realistic idea in your mind that you want to come in here and, and make a push to try to get out of that Florida division? Well, anybody that knows me understands I don't like to lose, but uh... – <laughs> Uh, uh, nationals is, is, is obviously it's a lofty goal. I mean, that's, that's what every young person is going to want to think of ultimately at the end of the day, there's a lot of things you need to put in place ahead of that. You know, as I said, you've got to build the culture, you got to build the depth. You, you have to have the right steps in place. And then we're only going to take one shift at a time here. And that's just the way it's going to go. And that's the way we have to look at it. I think sometimes we, as you know, Dan, you start looking down the road too far, you miss some steps. So right now we're, we're taking a look at our camps. We're taking a look at our team building here in August that we're going to have some of the functions that we'll do. Um, and then, you know, we'll worry about nationals as it comes, but I mean, it's, it's, it certainly tastes good. I know I've, I've experienced it before, um, but I also, uh, as, as we said, I had a few cups of coffee and, and those don't, those lofty goals don't happen that often. And, and there's a lot of wins that come in throughout the season, whether it's the W on the board or placing that kid, you know, at his highest level, he can place, you know, be placed at. So, you know, I look at all the W's, not just, just what's on the paper. And listen to that parents, I, I, parents and players listening right now. It's, we talk about it all the time. You have to pay attention to, to 
the the voices uh, of who you might play for, of who you might work with, of who you might uh, might be your training partner, or your workout partner when you hit the ice. And you hear what Coach is saying. It's it's the idea of it being more than just let's get on the ice, score sixty goals, let's let's put up a winning season. A win isn't always just a win. It's not always a W. It's not always one and zero. Sometimes a win is putting that player at the next level. Sometimes that a win is taking a guy from the elite who's a fourth line banger for your elite and turning him into that workhorse PK guy in your premier side after two years. Like it, it's, it's that portion of it coach that I can hear that you get. And the other thing I got to talk about, like you have that coach's mantra that like, I would love to play for It's the idea of uh, even when you talk to us, right. It's you're always tying us back into what you say. And I, and I can hear it in your voice that you are, you got to have one of the best locker room speeches in the game. I, I mean, how, how's your locker room game? Like when you're getting the boys ready to go and you're reading the lineup, I mean, what, how are you doing it in there in the locker room? Are you a rah-rah guy? Are you going to get the energy going? Or are you going to, you going to get the boys leaning in? Well, you know, it's one of those situations. I can't give all the secrets away, but you know, I have been known and have a, a pretty good uh, locker room in between periods. And, but ultimately, as you guys know, you got to be careful too, right? You, you got to be able to sense that room. If you've got guys that are already, you know, rah, rah, rah you got to be careful. You might have to tone that down a little bit, but uh, you know, and, and, and you look at your best athletes, you know, your, your, your best hockey players. And sometimes they're thinking a little bit about themselves and you have to pull them aside and say, Hey, it's not about how good you are. It's how good you can you make everybody around you. And, and that's those conversations that we have between the locker room. And I'll, you know, I'll kind of have this one with you and this can go out to everybody because it's really something that everybody should talk about. And it's about being perfect, right? It's it, being perfect is not about uh, not making mistakes. It's about being able to look at the guy next to you and knowing you left everything that you had out there. That's been perfect. Now let's go be perfect, Dan. That come on, Lucas, you ready to run through a wall or what? <laughs> I've already run through a wall. Now try to find another one. I'm driving a car. I'm happy I'm hands-free right now, man. I, I have like three cups of coffee in me. I'm 13. I'm 12 hours into my drive now. I'm ready to go. I, I, I'm staying the speed limit, though. I got it in cruise control here, Lucas. I'm staying. Uh, we're driving of the speed limit. We're being safe. Right, right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but coach, I got I to ask you the question now, and this is something that we always close out the Q&A with. And, and it's a question we pose to every coach, every owner, every, every scout that comes on with us. And in this case, it's the Florida Junior Blades. And, and what I want to know from you is for the parent at home, thinking about their kids next place to play for the for the player at home who ultimately has to make that decision with the help of the family and, and decide hey my next stop is going to be sterile florida or anywhere else in the country why should they pick the florida junior blades and why should they uh, choose your squad as their next step in their junior hockey playing career Ultimately, you know, there's a lot of great avenues out there, guys. And, and, and you know, a plug out to my youngest son, um, which is 28, which has played college hockey. And now, you know, my son, Ty Simmons, works with uh, some of the NHL guys with skating skills. And he and I talk all the time about, you know, the environment, the environment, the atmosphere, you know, because he picks my brain. Like, how did you do it this long? How did you get mom and dads to get kids to come to you and have some success. And ultimately, Dan, I think it's, it's, it's about creating an environment where you would want your child, your student athlete to go. If you were going to send your student athlete somewhere, what type of environment would you want to put your student athlete in? 
And I think that's, that's what I try to do. And, and I talk to parents about is the fact that say, I would send my kid to me. This is an environment that I, you know, I would want my son to play in or my daughter to play in. This is that environment. And, and, you know, that I think is the key is, is to be able to support, build and have um, the opportunity to have a, a good, solid, safe environment where you would send your child. That's what it's all about. And, and for the parents and players out there, check out this Florida Junior Blades side. You head to USPHL.com. You head to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll be sharing all the Florida Junior Blades updates on our pages at the underscore Dan K show throughout the offseason. It's the silly season, some call it. Others call it the offseason. You look at it right now, though, you, you have this opportunity as a player. And, and you know, there's, there's opportunities for new squads. When, when a new team pops up, right, you have every spot open. That's a great opportunity. And there's also opportunities with new coaches. When there's a fresh face, when there's a, a, a fresh ideology in the building, it's such a great moment. It's such a turning point for an organization. And Coach Simmons is an absolute gem behind the bench. This Florida Junior Blades team is going to be on the move this season. Coach, don't go anywhere. We're going to have your parting words next. So before we get to that, though, we have to remind our athletes that you're not just athletes on the ice. You're not just a hockey player when you're playing junior hockey, when you head to college. Off the ice matters, too, specifically in that classroom. And that's why we go to academic extraordinaire, teacher, uh, all-around smart guy, like I said. Not the show smart guy that was on the Disney Channel back in the day. Just a smart guy, Lucas Jones, with the academic corner. Thanks, Dan. And I always try to model my academic corner after some recent experiences or, or not, some experiences that I find I continuously have as an active tutor um, for a number of different grade levels in a number of different subjects. Today, my words of advice are simple. Your essay writing is bad. It, it just is. But the good news is there are good ways to improve it. Now, how can I make such a generic statement to say that your essay writing is bad? Well, it's because it can always be better. How does it get better? It gets better by reading. Read things you don't normally read. Publications like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Guardian, all good sources of information. Go pick out a book in a new genre you may never have read or interpreted before. You know, as a, as a fan of history myself, I find myself having to go get books in different genres to learn different vocabulary words. The biggest thing that I can offer you besides beefing up your vocabulary, besides learning your grammar rules, my gosh, learn your grammar rules. I know we all fell asleep in fifth, sixth grade during grammar rules, but now's the time to brush up on it. The biggest thing you can do is practice. Take your writing classes in high school seriously. Take your writing classes in college seriously. We always say that no matter how good your idea is, unless you're a good public speaker, people won't take you seriously. Well, no matter how good your ideas are or how much you want to be heard or understood, if you can't write with clarity, if you can't write with conviction, and in some situations, if you can't write with creativity or purpose, your meaning is going to get lost. So take those writing classes seriously and your writing will improve. And I'll pile on that, Lucas. I mean, you look at someone like myself. I mean, I would not call myself a genius in many aspects of the world, but 
I, I have built a, a world, I built a business career, I built an, an on-air career off the ability to get my point across, to speak clearly, to, to write clearly and present thoughts. And for you young players out there, I mean, when you get to the next level of life, whether you're a professional hockey player and you have to do interviews on TV, you have to speak in a way that it'll make its way into a local newspaper or into an, an online blog. And you don't want to have a writer misinterpreting you or for the guys who are going to go into the business world, the working world, speaking, public speaking, writing skills, all of these things will absolutely be at the forefront of any career you are in. There is not a career path if you go through college where you will not run into it and you will not have to have an absolute understanding and an absolute skill base in it. Lucas, great work again in the academic corner. And with that, we have we have reached the end. We have reached the precipice of the Dan K show. That's a good word, Lucas. That's an SAT word. And we go to Coach Rod Simmons of the Florida Junior Blades. A huge season ahead of them. But first, a lot of work to do to build the building blocks, the masonry, to build the house. Coach, your parting words. How do you want to close out today's podcast? Well, I'd just like to say, you know, to everybody, you know, first of all, thanks for having me on. I mean, it's a great opportunity and, you know, I want everybody to stay safe there. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, take a look at the Florida Junior Blades. You know, we certainly have a lot to offer. As we talked about, we have 50 spots open, even though we got returners coming back. You never know, right? You take a look at every young person, you see what they bring to the table, and you build that depth. Absolutely love it. Coach, I'm going to have to get you out in the golf course. Dan's going to have some property down there in Florida. I'm going to be watching some, some of your Florida Junior Blades hockey. About to get you out in the course. You can, you can, you can take it to me out there. I, I don't know how great I'm going to play. Absolutely, but you better make sure I got a golf cart so I can chase the ball left and right. <laughs> That's it. Hey, we'll both be doing that. We'll, we'll save some gas. We'll, we'll drive in the same car. <laughs> Sounds good, Dan. Coach Simmons joins us this week. My parting words for this week, it is the word commitment. In the offseason, you know, we all tend to think that, that everything goes away, that, that there's, there's no more need to be committed. There's no more. We can, we can sit at home. We can play our video games. We can head to the golf course. We can, we can head to the, to, you know, out to eat each day, and we can, we can live our lives not having our commitment to our game and our, our daily needs and duties. But I remind you that those you are competing with, young hockey players, those you are trying to work harder than they are committed and they are committed every day. They are committed 365 days a year, 24 seven. And that is how champions are born. We remind you hashtag outwork everyone. That's our motto. That's our off season model that will continue to be it. Reach out to us on social media with your off season work with hashtag outwork everyone to the underscore Dan K show, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We also remind you that, the old Dan K premier team drops on Thursday night. That will be the hardest selection show of all time. Lucas and I have to get to work on that. 60 plus teams of athletes boiled down to just two rosters as close to impossible as it will get. Watch that. Dan K will be in Detroit this weekend at the NCDC combine. Keep an eye out for me. Let's do an interview. Let's get on the telly and talk about your work there at the NCDC combine. With that, we thank Elite Junior Profiles, great partners of the Dan K Show. We thank JDM Sports, the great Dave Machuk and Christoph Oliwa, who you'll see an interview with soon. And we thank 
the wonderful, wonderful folks at Remastered Sleep. Fight snoring with just a sip. This is the water bottle of your dreams. www.remasteredsleep.com. Find out how Lucas stops snoring on our road trips. When Dan K's on the mic, it's always hockey night. Thanks for watching. More to come this offseason.